Welcome to Your Strata Property, the podcast for property owners looking for reliable, accurate and bite-sized information from an experienced and authoritative source. To access previous episodes and useful strata tips, go to www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. Hello and welcome. I'm Amanda Farmer and this is Your Strata Property. Paul Chevreau is the co-founder of Stratabox. Paul completed a Bachelor of Business in Spain and France before resettling to Australia in 2002. After a corporate career in IT purchasing and procurement with various large organisations, he started a successful family wholesale business in 2008, giving him a good understanding of both small and large business dynamics, including customer focus, processes and user experience. Stratabox was founded in January 2016 in Sydney. The online platform enables committee members and all other stakeholders in a strata scheme or body corporate to securely manage all of their communications and administrative requirements online, enhancing convenience, continuity and transparency. Today, I am delighted to welcome Paul Chevreau of Stratabox. Welcome, Paul. Thank you, Amanda. It's a pleasure to be with you on the podcast today. Absolute pleasure to have you with us on the show, Paul. Thank you for taking the time. Now, I reached out to you because more and more I was hearing from people, from residents in Strata Schemes about Stratabox and that they were looking at it, they were trialing it, they were very excited about it. I've had um, posts on our Facebook page about Stratabox, members inside the YSP online community telling me about Stratabox. So, I thought I would get the man himself on the show to give us some background and uh, fill us in on why you think our building should get involved. Well, thanks, Amanda. That's uh, It's very rewarding uh, when uh, word of mouth um, is at work. So that's really my reward to see people uh, using and having the confidence in the system to then recommending it on to other people. So that's great news. <laughs> I'm going to start by asking you, Paul, what sparked the idea for Stratabox? So it was a few years ago, and um, I cannot really take the credit for uh, the initial idea. It was Christophs, uh, who is also the co-founder and the main web developer of the system. And the way he came up with the idea is uh, really when he put his hand up, after a few years living in his small building, he put his hand up to become the secretary of the building. And I'm certain a, a number of listeners will identify uh, with this story. Uh, he was literally handed a shoebox <laughs> with uh, the documents, including, you know, printouts of emails. And with his specific background in, in IT and especially around uh, online publishing, that's when he realized that it was probably a better way to handle all the aspects of, uh, of the work of the committee, looked around, didn't really see anything that uh, suited his purpose. So he approached me and we had been good friends for, for over 15 years. So he said, you know, I think we could come up with something good here. So we took our time to really look at, familiarize ourselves with Strata and put a wish list uh, really of what would make life easier for a committee member and slowly developed a feature set that uh, 
is constantly being refined to make sure it suits the needs of strata committees. And obviously the challenge is, you know, strata is one word, but uh, the reality is uh, it can be very um, different. Uh, it covers from two, three lots to 300. So um, ensuring the system is adaptable to all situations is our challenge. But um, it is it is a, a great challenge uh, and it's very interesting. So keeps us busy. <laughs> I'm sure it does. And I am going to ask you to get into in a little bit exactly what it is that Stratabox does and how it works. But first of all, I've picked up from your your own description about Stratabox that you're aiming to enhance convenience, continuity, and transparency. Now, can you let me know, Paul, why you and Stratabox think that those are key issues for our Strata communities? Well, look, Amanda, I believe um, that Strata has evolved uh, since uh, its inception in the 60s. First, the nature of the buildings has changed. Um, so, you know, what was probably a six, eight lot walk-in with mostly owner occupiers at the time has now uh, increased in size, in complexity. Um, the requirements, especially around compliance, have increased. So I think that's really where we need to find a better system to make it work. Uh, there's also been a lot of changes. I mean, you know, look at Australia in the 60s and look at it now. There's been a, a big rise in investors and renters. Increasingly also, um, there's geographical mobility, uh, which means people invest in other states or they can even in some cases, uh, live overseas. Um, and uh, there's a lot more uh, cultural diversity in buildings as well. So I think as a result of all these uh, profound changes, there's been a move in, in strata towards outsourcing most of the responsibilities to a professional provider, which is a, a strata manager. And they, they have a, always a strong focus on processes and compliance, but maybe professionalizing it has allowed it to lose sight of, of the main outcome um, of Strata, I think, and the, the philosophy when it was created, which is people living in buildings in harmony, um, but also managing a shared asset for the benefit of everyone. Mm. And I think all these aspects really converge into one word, which is sustainability. And I'm talking the sustainability of the whole strata model and maintaining the value of a shared asset while remaining affordable. So I think, you know, you can always hire a specialist for most areas, but then the costs go up. So for the system to remain affordable and sustainable, I think the committee needs to to be active and take its its share of, of the workload and of the responsibilities. Mm. I'm going to ask you, Paul, to share with us a story, if you can, about a building that you've been working with that's successfully using Stratabox. And in the process, perhaps share with our listeners exactly what it is that Stratabox does, perhaps from the implementation stage and then through to the use of the software, what it is that they should expect from Stratabox. Sure. So, Amanda, with over 100 buildings uh, signed up so far to the system, we have uh, many 
success stories. <laughs> we have um, committee members leaving overseas and, and, and keeping a, a closer eye on what is happening in their schemes. Um, we have um, committee members who are implementing a process where they can have electronic-only meetings, uh, where they can vote, and especially in the context of um, renovations or upgrades to the building, there is always spend that exceeds the uh, authority of the committee that can be quickly dealt with with an electronic EGM. Mm. So what Stratabox aims to be is a toolbox for committees to help them communicate with all the various stakeholder groups in a building. And um, the way to do so is to create a profile and then populate it with um, the characteristics of the building, of course, all the documentation for the building that's available, for example, the bylaws, the resident handbooks, and various, for example, the um, historical meetings documents. And then it opens lines of communication within the groups. And the advantage of Stratavox is that it doesn't have to change uh, the way people interact with each other. Because the system is integrated with email, all the people that are in the different groups will receive the information in their email. And they can also uh, participate uh, straight from the email without needing to log into the interface. Mm-hmm. Because there's a, generally a lack of engagement in Strata, we wanted to make it really, really easy for people to, one, receive the information and to uh, be able to participate. And also, the, the, the system allows for to customize the way you uh, and the frequency you receive the information at. So um, you can receive the information immediately or daily digest or weekly digest even. And you can do that for each specific group. So if you're really interested in the residential aspects, you get the information straight away. But everything that's owner-related, for example, once a week is enough for you. I want to just dig deeper there, Paul, before we go on about those different groups. You've mentioned there a couple of times different groups. And my understanding is that you're talking about tenants, so uh, residents simply, and then owners who have a different or a higher level perhaps interest in the property than tenants do because they're interested in the money side of things, the meetings, uh, the levies, the repair and maintenance perhaps to a deeper level than tenants are. So what you're saying is that Stratabox can filter the communications depending on your particular preference and your preference depending on whether you're a tenant or an owner or I suppose a a strata manager. Yes. So the the communication is segregated uh, between the various groups. Mm. Um, And we don't really like the the idea of tenants. Um, That's where we use residents Mm -hmm. because residents have whether they own or not, they live in the building, yeah. um, which makes them interested in certain things. And the ownership is really uh, in parallel. So we have the, the owner's group, the resident group, and then the committee group. And, right. and they can all communicate in a segregated way. Is there a facility there for someone to moderate or monitor those communications? We haven't put that in the system deliberately. Um, there is a warning when you join um, that, uh, you know, all our communications are archived and mm. they, are, they cannot be deleted. And I think that's enough to uh, deter any issues with. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the problem with moderation is that it, it then becomes uh, very labor intensive. And there's always the question of who moderates 
cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. So it sounds to me like Stratabox is more than just a file management system and there's a number of providers out there who do provide for Strata managers and for Strata schemes file management systems, a place to put all your documents, a place for owners to log in and see all of the documents. You've got this uh, communication arm to it, which I wasn't aware of, which is interesting. Yeah, so uh, after discussing with a number of people in the industry, um, we realized that the solutions that were out there, especially in terms of, it's it's usually a portal where you can uh, consult your uh, lady history and and the minutes, weren't being used a great deal by people. Mm. And and I believe that's because they're only one way. So they present you some information, but there's no interaction. Um, So that's why we decided to, develop a tool that is interactive and also that covers more more aspects with more functionalities. Because the, the example I always give is MyGov, which I log into probably once or twice a year. Yes. <laughs> and uh, if you don't use a system reasonably regularly, you completely forget how to use it. So the idea of putting more functionalities in the same place, which you don't have to use all of them, but you use what you need, but you use it more frequently and with more purpose, mm-hmm. uh, which enables people to stay current and, and stay engaged with the tool. And you also have the functionality for electronic meetings and electronic voting. Yeah, so we offer uh, pre-meeting online voting, which uh, can probably end up substituting um, proxies uh, for meetings. Mm-hmm. And, and it was very challenging to implement because it hasn't really been tested. And when the legislation changed, uh, there was a lot of excitement around it. Mm-hmm. But I've certainly seen a, a very, very slow um, adoption yes. um, of this. And, and it's it's mostly around doubt of how, how it should really work and what it should really achieve. Mm-hmm. But again, um, with the rise of you know, the overseas or interstate investor, I think it will definitely become a lot more prevalent in the coming years Mm. um, because, you know, I've heard stories of 300 lot buildings with three people at the AGM. Yep. So how long can that last for? I'm Mm. not sure. Yes, it does get very frustrating. We have several clients that are having success uh, in, in using the system. Every building has its challenges, I guess, and they all look into something a little bit different, um, a little bit different problems to solve. Uh, what I see as a, as a successful building is a building where I can see communication really starting to increase and people engaging with each other around things that you know could have happened yesterday but could have been latent for a long time. So where, to me, when I see, you know, Several communications daily in buildings. I know that they're on the right track to talk about things and, and, and make progress. Mm. But, you know, the, implementing the system is, is not a magic wand, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, the improvements and the changes are very gradual and it takes a while to build trust in the system and, and to get to a full adoption, I guess. What is it that you think stops buildings from even implementing, from even considering this kind of technology? And how do you get past that with them? How do you convince them that this is good for them? 
So Amanda, I think the uh, the initial issue is uh, always awareness. Um, they need to know about the product, yeah. <laughs> which we're working very hard to uh, to try to improve. But you know, I, I believe technology permeates our lives every day more and more. Um, after you know, I've been using online banking for 15 years now, uh, and you know, comes a time for everybody to think, you know, maybe we need a, a tool. Uh, we need a system to help us with um, the management of our strata. So the, the real difficulty is that the adoption of the, of the system is a collective decision. Mm-hmm. And we all know that, you know, in every building, there's always someone who <laughs> swims, swims against the flow. Uh, yeah. um, and there's also, uh, there can also be issues around the fear of increased transparency. Uh, what will it do? Yes. You know, will people use the, the system wisely or not? And my my recommendation for buildings is always to go slow, progress very gradually, uh, implement certain features first, and then pause a little bit, uh, make sure you familiarize yourself with the system, and then move on to the next slot. And you can roll, uh, roll it out very progressively to to the different groups and add all the information as you need it. And again, I think every building is different and you need to focus on on your on what you need the most first and then see if there are other things that, that suit your purpose. But the system is built to be extremely flexible. So mm. you can really adjust the settings to your what you need or the dynamics in your specific building. Mm, sounds like a sensible approach. Do you find, Paul, that you are working mostly with strata managers when you are implementing StrataBox or more so with the committee members? We really try to focus on committee members mm-hmm. uh, because they are the ones who up until now had no tool to work with. Strata managers have had tools for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that our, our system is... I think there's a mutual benefit in improving the communication. If if the committee can solve certain issues, that is probably going to stop, you know, ten or fifteen different owners ringing independently the strata manager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So there are there are lots of in the way communication is set up. Uh, there are lots of efficiencies to be gained for everyone, and there's mixed response from strata managers. Some um, some of them are enthusiastic about about the tool. Some of them are a bit apprehensive. And the system can be implemented in parallel to the relationship with the strata manager. And the strata manager doesn't really need to change the way his ways of working, apart from probably just changing a couple of email addresses he uses to contact the building. Mm-hmm. So it's an evolution. It's not a transformation. Uh-huh. I like that. Put that one on the website. <laughs> <laughs> If someone's listening to this podcast and wants to find out more, wants to get started with embracing this kind of technology, what do you suggest they do, Paul? So, look, I think the first thing is always to start a conversation um, between the different committee members and probably put it on the agenda of the committee meeting or for the AGM. And I find where where implementation is quick and and things go well, there's usually a a champion, um, someone who puts their hands up and says, I think we need this and let's make it happen. And also, I believe for for committees, it's always a good good thing to start with a mini audit of 
who has what information about the scheme? Is it backed up? Is it secure? Uh, who knows about it? And if you have to you know, go back to the previous secretary or the previous chairman, uh, for him to dig in his old emails about certain things, it's, it's not really convenient. Mm -hmm. So, you know, th there is a, definitely a cost of not having data available and safeguarded. And the example, again, about, you know, multiple requests for the same thing is usually costs incurred. So if that resource can be made available on Stratabox for everybody, that's a positive, I think. For sure. Now, I'm going to ask you the book question, Paul. Most guests on the podcast get the book question. What books have had the greatest impact on you and why? Well, look, I'm currently reading um, Sapiens, which is fairly, uh, it's a bit of a bestseller, I think, A Brief yeah. History of Mankind yeah. uh, by Hariri. I find it quite fascinating how he's been able to condense the whole <laughs> mankind into one book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but also, uh, it's interesting to see the, how, the, how the evolution of technology has led to the evolution of mankind. And I think one of the fairly recent transformations of, of mankind is the increase in, in urban density. Mm. Um, and it, it really transforms the way we live. Just to take the example of the, the cow, you know, the, the cow was invented over 100 years ago. And when the cow was invented, road rules didn't exist. And we slowly managed to catch up to the cow with the road rules. And I think it's, it's quite similar with Strata. We can build 100, over 100 story buildings, but I think it's time to catch up and really invent a way to manage them more efficiently and more effectively. And that will probably um, have to be through technology. Mm, love it. Before we wrap up, Paul, how do our listeners find out more about you and about Stratabox? And let me know if there's anything you want to add. So look, Amanda, the best way to find out more is uh, probably just to hop on our website, stratabox.com.au. The system is self-service, so you can create a profile for your, your scheme and access all the features and see if it's suited for your purpose. You can also, of course, email us at contact at stratabox.com.au. I always get in touch with the new schemes to get a sense of their priorities and sometimes to help them define a strategy, first for the initial implementation and, of course, then uh, to help them achieve their desired outcomes. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Paul. Uh, I'm very excited to hear about that good work that you're doing, uh, particularly on the side of improving communication amongst the different people in a building, because it's something that I talk about a lot on the podcast, how important good communication is and engagement and getting people like uh, residents who may not necessarily be owners to understand more about what's going on in the building and how they can pitch in, get involved. It just improves uh, culture, I find, astronomically. It makes a really big difference. So I'm excited that there's technology out there that is helping our communities to to do that. So thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. Not a problem, Amanda. It was a pleasure to be with you. And uh, I hope we, we can work together to make Strata easier and more engaging in the future. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> thanks, Paul. No worries. Thank you for listening to Your Strata Property, the podcast which consistently delivers to property owners reliable and accurate information about their strata property. 
You can access all the information below this episode via the show notes at www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. You can also ask questions in the comments section, which Amanda will answer in her upcoming episodes. How can Amanda help you today?